The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. The topics discussed may include drugs, alcohol, or be sexual in nature. This show is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm serious. It's dirty. Really, really dirty. Still here? Then pour your favorite beverage, sit back, and let's get this fucking show started. The premier show about comic books. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. Hope everyone from morning, afternoon, evening, or night is the case would be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you should stick with us. We'll help you take it up a notch. You have the usual suspects in the building. Uh, first, he is our riddle inside of an enigma trapped in Chinese finger cuffs. You don't know him. You love him anyway. He's our silent assassin, Jay. Hey, what's up? Next, he's the backbone, the pillar. The strength of Fantastic Forum are nine vulnerable brawler and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. I'd like to thank our new sponsor, Starbucks, for making this video. Make sure you hit like and subscribe, and then unlike later if you want, but hit the like and the bell now. And on Skype, he is our intrepid senior reporter. He's next in line for the Cal. He's our resident Dark Knight detective. It's Oz. So we got we got a sponsor, even though we can't get our intro right. Oh, you heard it that way, but it didn't stream like that, so they didn't know that that you, you heard it that way. Oh well, then just edit that out. No, that's how we got, <laughs> that's how we got the Starbucks sponsored. They like our realness. There it is, mad bugginess, mad bugginess. That's for myself. My name is Lawrence Young. They call me Mary Young. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. Uh, we got a great show for you today. We are going to be talking to you all about the boys. Uh, the beginning of season two. So we're going to be talking about that. We're also going to bring you a review of uh, We Only Find Them When They're Dead, number one. And of course, we'll bring you the latest and greatest in comic book news and whatever else it is that you all want to talk about. And if you want to get down with Fantastic Forum, we'll tell you how to do that right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right now, Mo. <laughs> Mo, right now. It's coming. Moses. Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at fantasticforum.live. Join the party. You know you want to. 
Exactly. You know you want to. So yeah, go to fantasticforum.live, join chat if you want to do that. Uh, you know, you, you can hit us on Skype if you want to do that. Fantastic Forum on Skype, of course. Or of course, you can just hit the link in the description on uh, YouTube if you want to join in on the show. That can happen too. So get with us. Let us know what you want to talk about. We'll go ahead and bring you in. So uh, I, I should also mention, before we do all that, we should make sure we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, who without him, this whole show wouldn't have happened. So thank you, Scott. Hope you're doing well, man. I got to reach out. I got to talk, talk to Scott. And Starbucks. Cheers, Larry. And Starbucks. Starbucks. Thanks, Starbucks. Cheers to the camera. Kirby cheered. There you go. Tiger Claw in chat says, what's up, Fantastic Forum? What would y'all think of that Doom trailer? Did, did I'll be any honest. of you... No one I follow has mentioned it, and I did not know it came out yet. That's fair. That's fair. What's I, that you, Mo? I saw a still of it. And, I mean, it looks great. Like, everything I've seen so far looks great. I haven't seen the trailer. But honestly, like, that's the movie that I don't want remade. I like how it is. There's a whole legend with Jaradowski's version that the documentary is amazing that people think like man that movie could have been something so it's like i i i'm pretty much i'm pretty sure i'm gonna be disappointed with a reboot so who knows? <laughs> Oz, have you seen the dune trailer no oz yes oz <laughs> not the one that just dropped i have seen like a lot of the previews for the preview trailer yeah yeah okay so like you know little clips and like little, but I, uh, I get the idea. I'm fine. Okay, I I the saw the Dune trailer. I thought it, I thought it looked great, honestly. And you know, while I can definitely respect your opinion, Mo, um, because I think that there are a certain amount of people that feel the same way you do. I personally think Dune actually is the kind of movie that it's been long enough that it's worth remaking. Uh, and yeah, it looks good to me. Like, is there spice in it? Uh, you know, I believe so, but I don't know for certain. It's like, it seems so. There. You know, and, and honestly, it's like, like, I, I think for me, the reason why I feel that way is more so because, like, I have, like, very, like, vague recollections of the original movie at this point. Like, it's been that long. Because you're not a David Lynch fan. Well, I mean, are people out here watching Dune on the regular? It doesn't feel like one of those movies. Is that, it? I, yeah. I've never watched it. You've never seen the original at all, Oz? No. Oh, wow. I didn't know it was a sci-fi movie to like the last 10 years. Because every time oh. I saw the box like uh, for the movie or the ad for the movie, it looked like it was some kind of Vietnam movie or something like that. I was like, I don't, I'm not going to watch that. You mean like desert storm? I guess yeah, because because there's no trees, right? Well, it's a desert. I've never seen it either. Yeah. You've never seen Doom either? Well, wait a minute. Wow. Wow. No wonder like, you I, fuck about the remake. Right. <laughs> right. No, absolutely. Like I'm actually excited for the remake. Like I heard it's gonna be a lot truer to the book. I did hear that as well. And so I've never read the book, so I don't know anything about that. Right, me either. But if it is true, <laughs> I would rather a movie be truer to the book, uh, as true to the book, 
as possible. So normally I do feel that way about most movies. The only thing that I feel like I've I, I haven't felt that way about is James Bond. I, I like the movie like Suave or James Bond more than the grittier true to life or true to the book James Bond that Daniel Craig has been portraying. But mm. you know, but other than that, I'm with you. Trailer for that. He said, "Where's the new trailer?" No, I, I saw the new trailer for that. Oh one. yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like a good movie too. But I will say that I think I, I gadgets. Huh? I miss the gadgets. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like you know, like that. Like I would like, like I really enjoyed like Pierce Brosnan, James Bond. I would like to go back to that after Daniel Craig. Like I really, I really hope this is like the last one he'll do. Right. But you know, only but not because I dislike his movies. It's just like I, I've had enough. It's like <laughs> that's all. That's all there is. To it. His last James Bond movie was supposed to be like two movies ago. That's true. He says that's that after true. every one. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And it's just that that's all there is to it. Like he's this is like the what the fifth one he's done. I think it's the fifth one that that's getting ready to come out. And I'm just like, yeah, that that's enough. Like. Does that make him the longest running James Bond? I don't think so. No. How many did uh, Homeboy Highlander do? Is Homeboy Highlander Sean Connery? Yeah. Yeah. Homeboy Homeboy Highlander. Like he doesn't even get like his name. Sean Connery. Okay, that's fair. Uh, I I don't know exactly how many, but I feel like it's more than five. I feel like it's at least six or seven. Terry Clark, get on that. Yeah, he'll let us know. He'll let us know. Uh, seven. That's how many uh, Sean Connery did? Yeah. Okay. And then I feel like Pierce Brosnan did like five himself, right? Or was it just four? I think five. Yeah, I feel like it's five. Was, but it I, GoldenEye, Tomorrow Never Dies, and that's a uh, Listen. <laughs> yeah, listen, I can't remember the names of all of them. I mean, the James Bond movies, a lot of them reuse like conventions when it comes to naming. So it's like they kind of meld together for me. But, you know, Golden Eye, of course, stick, stands out. But yeah. even though there was a gold finger, but, you know, I don't know. It's enough, right? Different what enough if you eyes. use the gold finger to poke the Golden Eye? Right, exactly. Kirby Hand. <laughs> What were you gonna say, Jay? Roger Moore did seven. Oh wow! Roger Moore's a good James Bond too. Uh, what's him called? The dude from Doom Patrol did one. <laughs> yeah, Timothy Dalton. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he did. Oh, two? did he do two? Yeah. Who was the guy that only? Oh, did was two? it Moonraker? The Living Daylights and License to Kill. License oh, to Kill. Yeah. Geez. The I Living remember. Daylights is the one you forget. <laughs> we all remember License to Kill. Yeah, because License to Kill made the that one mm-hmm. they used to play on regular network TV. Mm-hmm. We're old. All right, like people are like, "What's he mean, network TV?" It's <laughs> <laughs> like, "What's that mean?" Anyway, we should go ahead and get into it. Uh, let's start with some news. You all good with that? No. Yes. <laughs> All right, let's do some. What's funny? Hold on. 
Comic book news. We should have a like uh, comic book like Kurt. Uh, <laughs> well, not not like that, but like. So, one of the big stories right now is actually an old story from like years ago, year ago, three years ago. Um, basically, people were showing a lot of dislike towards the actress starring in Disney's Mulan remake. And now that the movie has come out, uh, that hatred is reignited. <laughs> I know she was like supporting like Hong Kong, or not, the, not Hong Kong, but like the, the police. Right. During those riots, I know that a lot of people were like giving her a lot of flack for that. Right. So, blue yeah, lives matter, but in an accent. Say again. She was saying blue lives matters, but in an accent. I don't want to do the accent because you know we got Starbucks now, so I can't say what I would say. But anywho, yeah. I don't think she was saying blue. Yeah, but uh, I won't say what I wanted to say because. Yeah. We're we're under the control of the of the Starbucks now. No, well, you didn't get that deal. It was just me and Larry. Oh, fuck you guys then. <laughs> if if but, you could still not be casually racist, that'd be great, though. Thanks. No. <laughs> Go ahead, Jay. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things that's been going on. Um, yeah, I know people are very unhappy with this Mulan. Apparently, like, well, I don't get me wrong. I've heard, I've seen some people that have liked it. I know. Well, oh, the so, some, of the, some of that movie was literally shot next to concentration camps. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah, the, they're Muslim yeah. concentration camps in China. Oh, that's not cool. Did you yeah. like the movie Oz? I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I got the press copy sitting at home though, because they ain't getting my money. There you go. That's how you know the movie's gonna fail. Like you can watch it for free, not free, but you can watch it for on Disney Plus without an extra charge. Not right now. And that's December. in December, though. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, yeah, December. You have to pay the thirty for now for premier yeah. access or whatever. For rent it. I mean, I don't think it's renting. Right. Though. No, it's a rental. I, the way that I was told is that you actually like get you own the film, you get to keep it. Mm-mm. No, or at least in Canada, it's a rental. This is one of the posts I read about uh, this Mulan. It says uh, it's titled "Why Not Waste Your Money on Mulan 2020." Mm-hmm. Uh, it's bullet points. Uh, I need bullet point sound effects. Note to self. Uh, bullet point sound effect. It's like ping. Got it. <laughs> so bullet point. <laughs> right, I think we. I think we have it now. Let's yeah. just cut that. <laughs> Uh, it says, send a message to Disney to stop with this lazy remake bullshit already and create actual new content. Uh, bullet point ping, number two, no Mushu. Ping, no songs. Bisexual <laughs> icon Lee Shang replaced with bland inferior love interest. Ping. Lead actress Ling Yufei, or Liu Yufei trashed Hong Kong protesters, specifically supported Hong Kong's brutal police. Hong Kong activists are asking international supporters to boycott it. 
Pew! Perfect live action Mulan starring Vicky Zhao. Vicky Zhao Wei, made in 2009, already exists. Pew! Here in Canada, they're asking $35 fucking dollars plus a Disney Plus subscription. Just to rent it. Uh, that that's a fume. The final fume is uh thirty-five fucking dollars just to rent it. So I know two of those bullet points are major pluses for me. Tonight. I'm ready. No. <laughs> the thirty-five fucking dollars just to rent it? No, the fuck mushu. Oh, and the songs? I don't really need songs. I, yeah. I don't believe that the bullet point was fuck mushu, but I understand that's how you interpreted it. Well, that's Joe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's yeah. It is at the bottom. Uh, that's no bullet yeah, point. That's do give you a phoenix, so. I mean, I don't, like, I, here's the thing. It's like, I know people are like, you know, like to trash the whole remake thing, but people like remakes. You know, it's like, it. this, well, this I don't, I haven't minded these uh, live-action remakes. Obviously, some are better than others. Some have just been yeah. completely better. There's been a, a couple are, of good ones. Some aren't live-action. I, I don't. I don't mind the the that there's no songs. And the only problem I have with getting rid of Mushu is that they give the excuse that it's because this they want to make it more grounded and realistic, but then they have a character that turns into a hawk. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I heard that there's a lot of mysticism in it, and that does kind of beg the question: then why not Mushu? But you know, huh? So we don't need him. Well, I mean, he doesn't have to be like how the Eddie Murphy character was. It could be different. But either way, it's just like if you have, (laughs) if you have a phoenix, what's the difference between a phoenix and a little mystical dragon? Well, first off, phoenixes are awesome. Like way more than tiny dragons. I like tiny dragons. I, I'm not sure that I mean I think they're both awesome. I don't know that there's like a huge distinction between the two, but I could be wrong. But but what I will say is tiny dragons the, coming back to life after they die. Sure there are. There are dragons that come back to life after they die. No. Not like phoenixes, not 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 like you know, on like clockwork or anything, but dude. If you read enough fantasy, there's definitely dragons that people kill or that they think are dead and they come back. Wasn't that movie with the Highlander homeboy that too? Are, are you? Please don't call Sean Connery the Highlander homeboy. Yeah, the one where he's wearing the little red bikini. No, that's that was a Xanadar. He's he's the voice of the dragon. And yeah, like no, that didn't happen. Uh. <laughs> They thought he was dead, but he wasn't. Oh, that's right. To life, he pretended to die. Yeah, I remember that. Because when he comes back to life, he's just, or when he reveals he's alive, he's just like, gotcha. (laughs) This is, this, it, it just feels to me like the remake thing is like, you know. Well, that's uh, the that's the easy, like just the tip you like. That's just to get you intrigued in this bullet point. Because once you start preaching to people about, you know, uh, unethical behavior by the Chinese government, then they just zone out. But I guess what I'm saying is, people are like, yeah, I don't like remakes either. They should do something new. 
Yeah. But they go to see them all. It's like yeah. the, it's like the alternate covers for the comics. Yeah, and they're you know it's like Marvel and DC put out five or six covers for a book because you all buy them, mm-hmm. and it's like to mess around and say like, oh well, you know they should. I wish they would stop doing that. I wish they don't. All these gimmick covers are well, there's no one saying gimmicks. They're just saying alternate covers. But it's like, but you're buying them, so I've yet to see one of these remakes. You've uh, never seen any of the Disney remakes, right? Like small caveat, I don't consider Maleficent a remake. No, it's like a prequel type movie, right? Yeah, that's actually come to more of a retelling because they even like change the story to make her the good guy. Yeah, but, yeah. Some people count the, the Maleficent movies as remakes. I mm-hmm. don't. Okay. So Maleficent is like the only one of these movies I've seen. I haven't seen but Lion King. It's also, or Jumbo, it's also the what? It's also the best one out of all of them. I mean, have you seen well, Beauty, Beauty and the Beast? Beast was pretty good. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast is pretty good. to the movie. It's terrible. But listen, these, Beauty and the Beast made me believe that a man could be changed into a candelabra. Yeah, I heard it's pretty bad. No, I mean, no, it's good. You mean a skinny guy that's flaming and French? Like that's like you didn't believe in that? <laughs> like, I, I mean, I literally saw that guy on Modern Family for ten seasons. <laughs> I mean, you say flaming, but that dude was like, like he was swinging around with all the ladies yeah, before he became hey, a candle. Again, he's French. It's it'll different. make you believe that a small white child can become a teacup. From for everything I've heard about it, it sounds just god awful. Who who told you this? I listened to reviews. Oh man, there's, like, no, there's they, nothing god awful about like, Beauty and the Beast. I promise you. Apparently, the timing is all fucked up. What does that mean? And they the backstory to be ridiculous. In what and way? It's like it's it's weird, like. I'm definitely. Who, who backstory did they change? Oh, well, I think I know what he's talking. About. I think you should watch the movie and then you decide if it's ridiculous. Don't listen to critics. Yeah, here's the thing. He doesn't have time. If I watch the movie, then I will have watched one of these live action remakes. So you see my issue. No, there's no issue there, Joe. It's I like, stand with Joe. You can you can watch whatever you want to watch. You don't have to like it. It's like, look, is that, is that your brand that you don't watch live action remakes? No, that's not it. Because look, what? oh well, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jay. Answer the question. What was the question? Is is that like your brand? Is that your thing? You don't watch live action remakes? No, that's not my thing. Like I watched Battle Angel Alita. I watched Ghost in the Shell. I'm haven't watched Attack on Titan yet, but I'm definitely going to. Um, like it's not that; it's just Disney does them poorly. Look, Bat- Battle Angel Alita is definitely a worse adaptation than Beauty and the Beast. I promise you that. Like by know, far, Amber liked it, huh? Amber liked it. I'm not saying it's terrible. I, I, it's not a bad movie. Like, I was be on board too. But if you're watching, if you watched, oh, like, wait. It, hold on. I saw both. Us 
what what's a better adaptation, Beauty and the Beast or Battle Angel Alita? Adapta adaptation to the original animated Beauty and the Beast is more true to the original. As far as a movie yeah. in general, Alita I enjoyed more because of the action. Right. And that's all that really matters, right? Because that's why they, Disney keeps fucking them up. They're just trying to make them good. <laughs> Disney messes up the movies because they're trying to make them good? Yeah, they don't know what good is. What? Right. I don't remember the original Alita uh, anime having a roller derby. It didn't. It, well, that's that's like a quarter of the of the movie. It is. Probably more. I'm just saying, man. It's like I think if you watched Beauty and the Beast, you would be pleasantly surprised if you like the original one. Look, I can't say that for every I, I remake. Already, I already told you which remakes I will watch. I don't remember that. I said if they remake uh, Fantasia, I'll watch that. Fantasia. And if they remake, or if they remake Robin Hood, I'll go watch that. Robin Hood might happen. Fantasia. I don't think would happen in this day and age because Fantasia came out in a time hey, when you didn't, you didn't just say need a through narrative. Finest? What? Yeah, Sorcerer's yeah, Apprentice is, is a remake. Sorcerer's of Apprentice. Vignette. Sorry. Yeah, Sorcerer's Apprentice is a remake of the vignette that Mickey like, where he cuts up the the broom and it becomes, you know, right. But that, that's like a fifth of Fantasia, right? So it's a remake remake of a segment of Fantasia because Fantasia is a, a, a anthology. That counts. Reimagining because the dude wasn't even a mouse. He was more like Doctor. He's he's a little mousy to me. <laughs> oh, you mean in the in the Sorcerer's Apprentice? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. The dude well, didn't anyway. have the same name. It's like. Some any case, Tiger Clan Tessas. Have any of you guys get Marvel Avengers? No, I no. have not. No. It makes me really sad that I haven't gotten it because, because it's the it's I want to want the game, but it doesn't look like the kind of game I want to play, so I'm not getting it, and it's unfortunate because it's like I don't. Like it's crazy to me that there's a Avengers game in the current generation of video games, and it hasn't done enough for me to like want to have it. And you know, I know there are other people playing it. I'm sure sales wise, it's doing okay. I don't think it's doing great. I don't. It's not going to be Spider Man. You know what I mean? Spider Man PS4. Like that's a game that you're. Everybody's like, you have to play Spider Man. I don't feel like people are saying that about Avengers. Ven Avengers are like there's like a whole list of a whole list of questions you have to go through before you can suggest Avengers to somebody. <laughs> you know, it's like so. How do you feel about uh, uh, video game loops? You know, what I'm saying like, how do you feel about play loop? How do you feel about grinding? You know, it's like you know how much do you really love Marvel? Do you like the Avengers? Uh, though? Avengers is one of those games that I'm actually grateful that you forced me to, to play it because otherwise I might have bought it. Right, exactly. Knowing that it's an Avengers game. Like I, I was looking forward to it and then I, I played it and I realized that I don't need it right now. 
Exactly. And that's the that's the sad fact of the matter, where it's like, I was trying my best to like get us all to play it together because I'm like, everything I had seen up until the beta, I was like, I'm kind of iffy on this, you know? And I was like, I was hoping that us coming together and playing the beta, I might be like, okay, this is a, a, a game that I can at least get behind if I'm playing with my friends. But I actually felt like I had a worse experience playing with you all than I did playing by myself. <laughs> Honestly. No, really. I mean, and it's not even like, it's not your fault. It's the game. The game doesn't feel like it's conducive to like playing with other people, really. Like, you know, I know that that's like the thing. Like, that's like, what it's supposed to be. But they just made a, uh, you know, again, people want, this is, goes back to what you were saying that people like the remake because I, I'm a firm believer that people don't like anything new. They like the same old shit. Every radio station's big tagline was a bigger mix and a better variety, but they still only played the same 12 songs. You know, <laughs> um, you know, everybody's going nuts over WAP, but it's really just two live crew. Like, you know, <laughs> no, 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 you can't say that. It, it's just women doing it, and that's why. Well, that's a but, big deal though, because women don't usually get to do that. I guess. I mean, I've heard it before from a woman. Who? Hey, look, everyone I've been with has been pretty whap. No, well, it's just like <laughs> the song. It was called the uh, I don't remember, but the the song was like "Pussy Good, Pussy Sweet, Pussy Good Enough to Eat." Like that's the line I remember. And it, it was it's just like whap. Like it came out ten years ago. Like that sounds like salt and pepper. Yeah, but it wasn't. People don't like new things, uh, all right? And uh, where was I going with this? You're <laughs> <laughs> huh? talking about that versus Avengers. Oh, yeah. If they just made a, a clone of fucking Gears of War, the same type of, 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 you know, four or five hour gameplay with a good multiplayer, like, we would have loved it. Because it's really essentially that you play it like a shooter. Like that's how I played it, and that's how I was able to get past the game. Not even enjoy it, just get past it. Um, and I'm like, you know, I'm not paying for this shit. Yeah, I mean, I I do feel like what this game misses that they don't realize or or didn't care to make sure that they insured is uh, the power fantasy that you have as playing as a superhero. Uh, and and that's the thing where like that should be the main thing like the reason why you have like Spider-Man be a successful game is because you feel like you're Spider-Man in yeah. that game. That's why I stopped and playing it. It feels too much like Spider-Man. It's too much responsibility. <laughs> right. Exactly. And so the Avengers game unfortunately like it has some decent gameplay and it does a decent job of figuring out how to like represent the power sets of some of the heroes there. But at the end of the day, because of the type of game it is, it doesn't feel like it, it like the main, the main aspect of the game isn't making you feel like, damn, I'm Captain America. I'm Iron Man. I'm Miss Marvel. I'm the incredible Hulk. That's not what it does. Like it, the main thing of the game is collect these random things. And, you know, like, make sure that you have the best equipment so that you can, like, have the best stats so that you can beat the next thing. And it's like, that's right. not what I play that kind of game for. I don't want to play it. I, that's not what I play an Avengers game for. 
imagine if you read a comic book where you have the hero has to collect a bunch of shit to be the best like elite score guy. Like that's called the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, but it's only. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. But no, you're right. You're right. It's just one of these things where it's like, it's just not the right genre of game for that particular property, in my opinion. I like. I play the Division. I I like the Division. The Division Two. I enjoy playing those games. So it's not the the type of game it is. It's the fact that you you're attaching that type of that genre of game with that property, it doesn't work for me. And so I, I want it, I want to like it. I want to play it. Or or I, I don't not that I want to play it. I want to want to play it, but I don't at the end of the day. And you know, Oz hit the nail on the head. It's like I'm pretty sure that the, the beta sealed the deal for me. Or I'm like, nah, not for me, buddy. Uh I, I it's definitely like when you mentioned the division, it's a game that wants to be that. Because <laughs> it's a mm-hmm. shooter, first-person action shooter mm-hmm. with a multiplayer aspect, and you know, even having like the mission base be like the helicarrier and like shit like that mm-hmm. were great. Like, yeah. I would play a field game like that, just sending you on missions mm-hmm. and shooting shit. That would have been a totally different experience. You customize your own shield agent. Yeah, you have a power set thing, yeah. like you know the and the, the heroes are like around you, like in the background. And, they're like they're like set pieces or something, like. Well, I, it could be I agree set, with that. Set along the time of like the initiative or civil war, where like we can't really be that active, so you have to do things either to hunt them down or to support them on the side. You know, like mm-hmm. a shield yeah. game would have been a lot better. No, I, I think you're right. Like a game like the division, where you're playing a shield agent, and so every so often superheroes like s- slide into the mix would have been a more interesting game for me personally. Because as a shield agent, yeah, I need equipment because I'm fighting supervillains and stuff and trying to like not die. So it's like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, or or even look, if you want to get crazy with it, make me a sword agent. Oh yeah. That means that way I can go into space and everything. You know what I mean? I can be on Earth. Yeah, like that would be really cool. I can fight scrolls and Kree and all types of stuff, but and Chitari and what's the other one? The one, the time ones, the time ones, Chronicons or Chronoticons? Or... Oh, 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 oh! You're talking about from Ages of Shield, Chronicons, Chronicons. Yeah, yeah. They're not. They're not. I mean, yeah. Okay, I guess they're time things a little bit. Okay. I well, the name's Chrono something. I mean, I don't watch that shit, but Chrono Chron. It's like that's a yeah. time link transformer. Like you're hilarious. And then you talk about conquer. Can, can we talk about Ray Fisher? Yeah, I wanted to talk about the Mueller report, but I don't know. tweet about us if we do. We <laughs> listen. We can talk about all that. We got enough time. Right. So don't trust me. Like we got enough time that we, you know, but we got to go quick. I right. will say this about Ray Fisher real quick. For those that don't know, Ray Fisher is the actor that plays Cyborg. I'm not mad at you if you don't know that. In fact, the only reason I know his name now is because of how much of an uproar that this kid is causing in regards to supposedly being mistreated by Joss Whedon and uh, uh, Jeff Johns and the other dude over at Warner Brothers, which, hey, I don't know what... Remind me to tell you about my theory about that, too. 
Okay. And so, so what my first question to you all as a group, and you know, maybe what we'll do is, you know what, I'll, I'll ask you all this individually, because here's the thing. On one hand, I'm like, this kid's causing a lot of noise, and I don't know if that's good for his career. On the other hand, I'm like, I didn't know this kid's name until now. <laughs> so, Oz, with all, everything that's happening with Ray Fisher in regards to him talking about being mistreated by, uh, by the the you know the director and the cat or not the cast but the executive producers of Justice League during the initial shooting, is this a good move for him or a bad move for him? What do you think, Oz? Uh, at this point, it's bad. Uh, I was with him when he was first talking about Whedon because you know the. The guy is like full blown swastika wearing whatever, but what? then he started. But he never really actually got specific, and that's that's my problem. Is he never actually said like he said this? He called me the n word, or or right. he did this. He just he just says, well, treated us badly is what I usually get. Now I haven't seen any transcripts of maybe somebody did ask him specific questions, and maybe he did say. I haven't seen any of that. Oh no! Everything I've heard is him just saying uh, being mistreated, and then. He got to to Jeff Johns, and when he talked about that encounter, that sounded more like Jeff Johns is, is telling this guy, hey, look, this is your first big movie. Maybe don't talk crap about the director, you know, because that dude's powerful. And, you know, it, it seemed like Ray Fisher turned that into, well, he's fucking, he's, he's in on it with him and, and this and that. And I don't know. I just, I want more specifics at this point. It's just, oh, I... That mistreated is, is like the big word that I get. I don't get specific events. Um, I don't get a lot of people. I, I don't see a lot of people backing up his story. Got I it. see people saying they they stand with him, but I don't see anybody saying, "Oh yeah, I saw this." Oh yeah, so and so did that. Jay, what do you think, man? Um. Yeah, I don't know. Probably a bad move for him. Like, it always works out better once you're established and then you talk shit. <laughs> That's fair. That's a fair point. <laughs> Moses, what do you think? And and feel free to share your theory uh, as well. But is this a good move for him or, or no? I, I think it's a good move because uh, it's asses and seats. Like, people are like, yeah. Asses and seats. I always go to asses and seats. It, it's... It, you know, there's no seat to go to right now here in, in mm -hmm. LA. <laughs> um, but basically, he's got the public on his side, and they're, the next thing he does, they're gonna go see. And I think so the people that 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 wanna because he's kind of going, he's creating the unseen enemy in this case, the unseen crime, so that people are like, yeah, because it's they just want that. They just want the uh, the the pro wrestling slogans, the 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 heel like remarks that get the 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 stadium ru running. In this case, the stadium being social media, and he's just doing that. He's not getting specifics. Tiger Claw and Chat talks about some NDAs or whatever. Um, what I actually think happened is that they kind of decided to not pay him enough for this movie, but told them this is going to be a breakout career. This is you're going to be far after this. And they started kissing his ass to not give him any cash. 
And once Joss Whedon came in, he wasn't kick, kissing his ass appro- appropriately. Um, granted, in this Snyder cut, he also has more scenes in it because there is a plot that was taken out. If it's taken out by Joss Whedon, I think it kind of doesn't make sense. I mean, this is the guy that, I mean, Buffy's still going on pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Like, that the character's been going on for, what, 30 years now? Um, he did Frey, which was amazing. Uh, Firefly, which I think every now and then still has something going on, um, is astonishing X Men. Like people try to use that to bring X Men onto the movies and fail. But you know, when they ruin something in comics, you know you're doing something good in comics. You know what I mean? So this guy knows story. Wait, uh, so you're just gonna leave out Avengers, huh? Joss Whedon? Yeah, I'm talking about comics. Everything you were talking about was movies until Astonishing X-Men. Right, but... Com- the, well, okay, so here's the thing. I was talking about Buffy comics and Firefly comics. Like, that stuff lived on beyond their mediums because they're great on the writing. Okay, like, and that's fair. That's fair. I thought you were talking, yeah. to, I thought you were talking about, talking about his television, television that he was a part, he was a part all, of. All his stories that he's been... Because I didn't mention Dollhouse. <laughs> you did not mention Dollhouse. Yeah. Before. I mean, but, there's a reason you didn't mention Dolphin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and then you get Avengers. Like, I don't need to mention Avengers because you know who mentioned Avengers? The executives at Warner Brothers mentioned Avengers. And that's why <laughs> he came on and said, you know what? Jeff Johns likes your character. He put you in here, but Zack Snyder wanted you to do this. And that does not going to work. And so we're going to cut you out. Whoa, but, but Mr. Whedon, you're cutting me out. Uh, or, or Josh, you're kidding me? He's like, no, no, you call me Mr. Weedon. And then he's like, oh my God, this motherfucker's racist. And, and he hates Cyborg and he hates me. And he's, yeah. you know, they told me that I'm going to be a star and he's cutting my scenes. And, and right, it's like, right. what other things has Ray Fisher really done? Nothing that I know of. And, 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 I, and I ascribe to your theory. Like, I do feel it was exactly that. Like, I feel like and there the might t- be a part of him that might have been like, Josh Weedon's like, Cyborg isn't that important. And because Ray Fisher doesn't know comics, he's like... John Whedon had the same... It's because I'm black. And it's like, <laughs> or it's because he's black. And it's like, no, it's not because he's black. It's because he's cyborg. Josh Whedon had the same reaction we had when we saw Cyborg leading the New 52 Justice League. I mean, I mean not, not leading, but like with him on the team. Like, Cyborg 100% feels like the diversity hire. When he was on the Justice League, everybody's like, "Why Cyborg?" Because not that why a black person. It makes sense yeah. that there's a black person, yeah, and, it, it, and it even makes sense like if you're like, "Okay, well, we don't want to do Martian Manhunter because Martian Manhunter is not really black. He's just like an alien." He's that black, looks black. black, huh? He's black on Mars. He's not black on Mars. He's yeah, because he fought the white Martians. Yeah, but I don't know that the ratios are the same. I don't know that green Martians are the that's just because we didn't have Martian Mexicans. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, listen, I can't argue with that. I mean, if, if green Martians were the minority before, they, the, the white Martians took care of that. What, what I will say is there are black superheroes in the DC universe that are actually black that you could put on the Justice League if you're like, we want to make sure that we have, like, a black person or a non-white person. Like, you could, I mean, there's a whole, you know, and and... Cyborg doesn't necessarily feel like the natural fit, but that's what they went with. So hey, 
it is what it is. Like cyborg, cyborg spot has at this point has pretty much been solidified. Like there are people. No, go ahead. Sorry, my neurotic paranoid mind also takes me to that. You also got to think that he's doing these allegations with no real effects conveniently because of NDAs once they announced the Snyder cut. Like that. I mean, yeah, yeah. A part, I think you're right. Like a part of it is like just maybe just promotion. Like it might be marketing to a degree, which is interesting. But but, but at the same time, it can't just be marketing because he's throwing like shade at like executives at Warner Brothers. Right yeah. Now, are they executives right now, or did they get fired by AT and T? No, no, they're executives right now. Like one of the dudes, like that was one of the things. Like one of the people that he kind of was like, "Hey, this guy is one of the people that was like trying to stifle things." They're like, "That guy didn't even get promoted yet. He just got promoted." You know, so he's like one of the people that got promoted like after the AT and T buyout. So, you know potentially he's sticking around yeah you know unless of course well he could ray fisher the n-word yeah or something like that which you know if that like and that's the thing where i get ndas and i understand it but at the same time it's kind of one of these things where an nda is only as strong as the allegation that or the allegation that it it well, I guess maybe not, uh, uh, I guess the better way to say it is the NDA is only as strong as the allegation that it might be potentially like protecting you from, in the sense that you know, if if somebody it, said a racial slur to this dude, and he's like, they said a racial slur to me, but there's an NDA, nobody's gonna enforce that NDA because the public opinion is gonna be like. You're gonna sue this guy because he told the world that you called him the N word. If Stormy Daniels could get out of an NDA, I think Ray Fisher can. Yeah, easy. And that's the thing where it's like you know, like it's it's interesting the way this is all have panned out because the latest thing is that they're like, okay, like because of the noise that Ray Fisher is making, Warner Brothers actually released a statement. Which is crazy because normally a company like this would not release a statement. And they're just like, hey, this guy's kind of flying off the handle. And I'm, I'm definitely paraphrasing here. So please go look up the actual statement if you want the verbatim. But my, the, my uh, uh, you know, like summary is going to be this guy's kind of flying off the handle. We had an invest. We did an investigation internally. He asked for an external investigator. We hired an external investigator. And he's not even trying to cooperate with the external investigator. So we don't know what to tell you, but things aren't going like things aren't as dire as Ray Fisher's making it out, making it seem. That was like their statement in a nutshell. Then Ray Fisher comes back and he's like, oh. I got the receipts of me messing, like talking to the investigator, which he does. Like he did yeah. talk to the investigator. At the same time, though, what he was saying was, what he he didn't really talk to the investigator. He was basically trying to figure out if the investigator was working for the right people, because I guess he has a thing where he doesn't want to talk or anybody that's working with Warner Brothers Studios or Pictures. I'm not even sure which one it is, but. If they work for Warner Brothers Pictures, he doesn't want to mess with them. 
He wants something so, from he one. to the investigator, but not about what the investigator wanted to talk about. Well, well, here's the thing. He's like he's trying to verify that the investigator works for Warner Media, not Warner Brothers Pictures. Because so, I guess he feels because it kind of as I, I cooperated with the investigator on the case he's investigating. And and I would agree with you on that. Like I feel like there's definitely a bit of semantics going on where you can be like you can say, Oh no, I've talked to him. Here's the receipts. And what I said to him was I need to make sure you're working for the right people. But you're right. Like that's not necessarily cooperating with the investigation. That's you trying to vet the investigator. And it's like, you know, I mean, I'm not saying right. I'm not I'm not saying that he shouldn't do that, but I guess what I am saying is it's it's like there's definitely you can interpret that as not necessarily trying to give that person any information. And he's like, hey, I need somebody else on the line for that that represents me to be able to like be a witness because you have people and yeah, you you have somebody here that can verify that I said what I said, but I need somebody to verify what you said, what you said, and I don't know that you're working for the right person. And I'm just like, man, like at some point, this is like if there's like an actual valid allegation here, it's just like you should just say whatever that is because we're getting way too far, like way too deep down this rabbit hole. So I don't know, man. I don't know. I, okay. I don't know if this is a good idea for him. It, it might not be. I mean, it's a gamble. The thing is, there's nothing else to do in 2020. So, <laughs> and, and I'm just saying, but especially as like a black guy in Hollywood, it's not like. They're trying to give black people yeah. amazing roles, but that's got that's not going to change November third. Nobody knows that. <laughs> Nobody knows that. And look, I look. I, I'm not confident things are going to be that great under a Biden presidency. Yeah. I'm not. It's going to be better. Uh, but that don't mean that don't be good. According to Donald Trump, it'll look like Lebanon. Oh, okay. There it is. Right. You're right. Spain. Biden's America. <laughs> Spain. Fact checking me, thank you, <laughs> thank you. That's why the riot footage they showed during the RNC was footage from Spain. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I mean, we all need fact checking because you know we Trump and I have weird color hair and we rattle it off the top of our head. Like there it is, and we throw our words occasionally. I have my excuse. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, what other stories we got? Uh, there. Speaking of Donald Trump, there is a uh, Mueller report graphic novel coming out. That's through uh, IDW, right? Yeah, yeah, IDW. I'm a proud shareholder. Um, so yeah, it's coming out. Uh, I have the the press release here. They sent it to me. Um, it's coming out September 15, 2020. Uh, it'll be 15.99. Yeah. Uh, Two hundred and eight page black and white soft cover, six by nine. So it's a smaller format, roughly the dimensions or proportions of this uh, tablet I have here. So it'll be a nice little coffee table, thick coffee table book. I, I'm um, gonna get it. I'm gonna yeah, get it. Well, we have to review it. I mean, I I love IDW doing these things, and it's kind of what yeah. brought me into, um, not from a political standpoint, but going outside the box and bringing these things that are part of history or part of, of our world and bringing it to comics. Uh, mm -hmm. one of them is, is a comic I reviewed, uh, I want to say last summer, 
It was called They Called Mills Enemy. And it's about the Japanese American internment camps during World War II. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, that's a great book. I still haven't finished it because I just don't want it to end. Just like I haven't started watching Dark Season 3 because I don't want it to end. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, but yeah, I, I'm gonna get this, I'm gonna read it and see what the big hubbub is because uh, apparently nothing came out of the Mueller report. Is that is that safe to say? No, I wouldn't say that. Well, I mean, nothing happened, there's no repercussions or anything. Well, I mean, but that's so obviously nothing happened. That's not Mueller's fault, like, <laughs> like, no, I mean, really, it's like, it's like, here's the thing, it's like. Robert Mueller, and I'm going to say this real quick and leave it at this. And if, if you all have something to say, you all can say it next. Feel free. Robert Mueller did everything in his power to basically like try to give facts and, and, and facts only. And at the end of the day, especially based on the, the um, direction from the Department of Justice, he's like, the president of the United States can't even be brought up on any charges until after he leaves office. So it doesn't make any sense for me to say the president of the United States committed any crimes because why would I say he committed these crimes if he can't be charged for them? So what I will do is I'm going to outline a number of different things that seem as though they could be actionable items for the people that can do something, which in his, in his, analysis is Congress because the proper the proper based on that Department of Justice edict or edict however you want to say it the the remedy is impeachment so he outlined a number of things that were probably things that you could say were impeachable offenses but he can't impeach anybody because he's not like, not only is he not FBI, but uh, well, it doesn't matter. Like, the only people that can impeach a president are, is Congress. So he made a list of stuff. And he's like, here. You know, he's like, there was no, there was no, what, nothing that I saw was collusion, like, coordinated collusion with Russian, the Russian government. However, there was these things that were uh, obstruction of justice. And just put it out there. And then he left it for people to do with it what they could. Which the only people that could do anything are Congress because the president is the president. And, you know, Congress didn't, they chose not to mess with that. So that's the end of it. Like, it's not, like I can't, like, I can't, you, like, you know, it's not like he didn't do his job is basically the long thing that, the, the long and the short of what I'm trying to say. He did his job. Okay, so it should be a saucy read then. It look. It'll be interesting to see it in comic form. That's what I will say. Um, the Mueller report will be adapted by Shannon Wheeler and Steve Dewan. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, it'll be out on September 15th. I said that already. I do want the hentai version of the Ken Starr report. What? I don't now know. That they're, that doing, they're doing all these reports. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did you say you don't know what the Ken Star report is? I don't know what the hentai version of the Ken Star report is. It's the same the facts. Just... <laughs> it, okay. It's a cigar that's all gooey, like in hentai. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> okay, got it. Yeah. It's good with a sumo wrestler. Y'all are too much, man. Anybody got any more news before we move on? Uh, are you going to talk about the Mo deal? Oh, yeah. Moses. The Mo deal. He's looking for the drop. Yeah. Uh, oh, got it. <laughs> and don't worry. Moses is on it. He's got the drop right here in just a moment. Although, oh, is that right, Moses? Before you, before, before you hit it, I think that that would, I think that's uh, copyrighted. That might strike us on YouTube. Uh, that we'll, song. We'll find I'm, just, I'm putting it out there. You guys do what you do. Uh, I feel like I feel like Oz, Oz might have messed around and got his flag. <laughs> you know what? I don't even have the mobile hey. thing. Oh, I got you. Like you guys is play if you wanna. And there's something you guys want to do, but I'm just putting out with uh, what I know, what I've learned about DMCA. Yeah. Let's see. We got this one. Let's see. Is this this is gonna get us? Fuck you, Larry. <laughs> I think that's safe. Yeah. We got... I feel like that that definitely got us flag. We should not put that anymore. About I want all his penis. No, that's fine. <laughs> That, that's that's for our OnlyFans. <laughs> you know what? I don't have the old deal, the mo deal, and I don't know that it's active still. But anyway, play it anyway. Go ahead. Who, who is he talking to? Huh? Play the music. Yeah. Who? You play the music. You say you got me with the mo deal music. Who said that? You. you? Oh, you have it. All right. Uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, damn. Now I don't even remember what the Modeal sounds like. Money, it's money, money, like money, 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 money. Fuck you, Larry. <laughs> Is that it? No, that's not it. Oh. Okay, we should. Oh, no, it work. All right. But there is a mo deal. Uh, hopefully, you saw it on social media when I posted it. Um, you get over 200 comic books for free on Comixology. They're all Black Panther comic books honoring the life of Chadwick Boseman. We did his obituary last episode. It's not up on Podbean yet. I had technical difficulties, but it's on our YouTube. Link up here. Somewhere. If you've been watching us, you know there's no link ever. But anyway, they everybody does this on YouTube. Link up here. Um, but yeah. I will say thank you, Moses, for that Mo deal. Today I bought uh, over $500 worth of Black Panther comics for nothing. <laughs> um, even the 1977 series, which, man. Is that Christopher Priest? I don't know. Oh, okay. Like, all I know is that if someone had given it to me when it came out, I would not have been able to read it. <laughs> Why not? I was too young. I did not know how to read in 1977. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Got it. Well, it's 77. He's been illiterate for a long time. <laughs> was he like, what, two in 77? Or Jay what? Was like Jay was I, barely born in seventy seven. Yeah, 
born. Yeah, I was born yeah. in '77. So you weren't a twinkle, but you were a fully formed human that can yell. Right. And that's about it. Yell and shit and sleep and eat. <laughs> how like, how is that different from today, Joe? Well, now I make music. Got it. Yeah, he made our theme song. Right. J- Jay and Chris Brown. <laughs> enjoying, enjoying Black Panther 77. They yell and shit and sleep and make music. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Let's go ahead and get into our first review. Do you all want to do the boys first or you want to do uh we only find them when they are dead? I want to do Let- yeah. Okay. Let's do it. You got review music for us, Moses? Of course. You think, you think I know I, you do. Yeah. Review. Like review. <laughs> well, not, not like that, but like. I love it. I that love it. Get us flagged, right? Who knows, man? It does look. It doesn't matter. Well, look, they'll come for us, and then we'll no. be like, "Hey, give us permission." Thanks. No one's watching. <laughs> Not even YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> so we only find them when they're dead. It is a comic book uh, published by Boom Studios. Written by Al Ewing, illustrated by Simone DeMeo, uh, with colors. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, with color assists, color assists by uh, Mari Marsara Miotti, and lettered by N World Design. Um, this is an interesting book, at least to me, in the sense that. It's a book about a crew of spacefaring um, miners, I guess is the best way to say, to say it. Meat miners. Right. And what they mine, as Moses mentioned, is the bodies of these dead gods. Um. It's it, it literally is about this crew, or at least issue one opens up with you getting introduced to this crew of people, and their job is to mine the bodies of these like beings that pop up in this particular sector of space. And crews, different like ship crews compete to get the bodies or get pieces of the bodies of these different celestial beings. And it's it's interesting just because just that concept alone, the fact that there's like these like beings that pop up in space and people are like, hey, 
we we want to try to cut these bodies up and commodify them. That by itself is just a kind of out there kind of concept, at least to me. Um, but but you you get to meet this crew and you you learn a little bit about who each of them is. And you you get the sense that one, this is something that's like a generational kind of thing, but then also two, you understand that, or at least they hint at the fact that there's a little bit of history behind these crews and who gets to pick what parts of of the bodies of these beings, and that there's like a whole like um a whole economy behind these beings and like what their pieces are good for and what people in a particular market will pay for. Um, you get like a sense of all that in this first issue. And so it's like, like any good comic that isn't based on anything that's come before it, it spends a fair amount of time doing some world building. Um, so you don't get deep into any one particular character necessarily. It just more establishes the fact that like here, these are the players, this is the world, this is what you can expect in regards to the rules and all this kind of stuff. They set up a bit of an antagonistic relationship between the crew of this ship and the people that kind of regulate the, the, the sector of space that these bodies come into. Um, and and it's a it's it's a novel concept in my opinion, but obviously my opinion uh, my opinion is only one of many. So I would like to hear from the rest of the Fantastic Forum. Jay, did you get to read this book, and what did you think of it? Um, I thought it was pretty cool, like pretty in like a little interesting, pretty cool. Um. I like the almost cartoonish artwork. Yeah, it kind of has like an anime kind of vibe to it almost, huh? Right. And uh, yeah, what you say about dissecting people for fun and profit, like it's kind of interesting when you upscale it to this, to this degree. So yeah, I thought it was pretty Interesting. Fair. Moses, did you get to read this book? What did you think? I, I did. And uh, it, like Joe said, and you reiterated, it kind of has that anime feel. It really reminded me a lot of, not in in, um, in style, something like Macross or Robotech, if you're mm -hmm. white. Yeah. But if, if you're <laughs> white, is that what you Yeah, mean? I know. Uh, if you're American, but you know. You know how it is in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, it kind of has that feel like the character designs and just the scope of like space. Like they have these tight shots around the characters in their, and then these outer shots of their vehicles and they describe them a little, like you said, world building at the beginning. It felt a little tedious at first, but then once you started, it started pulling out like, Tonally, it started pulling out as well as visually, and that together melded really well, kind of like an anime or a manga. 
Um, and once you got, I once I got to the point where they actually show you the god they're gonna butcher. Yeah. Like I'm like, you know what? I can't read this on this small screen. I got my <laughs> iPad. I read it on a big screen. And I'm like, you know what? I need to read this on my TV. Like <laughs> yeah. the scope of just what they're doing is really big, but they're showing you just a small part. And visually, like that's what they that happens in the first what five pages, and yeah. uh, it, it feels like that's the tone of the series. Um. And, uh, I, you know, when you see somebody like Al Ewing, who's been doing work with X-Men uh, before House of X, I don't know if after or what, but, yeah. uh, like, seeing him write some of these books, and, you know, I, I, Larry, I think you said some of them were, were better than others. Yeah, yeah. You could tell he's good, it's just he's good for certain things. And it's like, this is, immediately made me think of what I always go to, and not asses and seats, but the good load. Like, what this? <laughs> um, I expected this type of book from like an image, and then seeing it happen in Boom Studios was kind of refreshing. And I, I like that. It's good for Boom. Uh, a name like Al Ewing, I think them snagging him up right now is is smart. And uh, the the I, I really enjoyed this book. I think <laughs> you think you don't. You're not certain. They they give you only so much of these characters. Like you, basically, the last page is where you're really okay. This is their adventure, you know. Yeah. And it's like I I, I want to read the next one, so right. we'll we'll get to that. And uh, but right now, as a the, just visually, it's like I could not find a screen big enough to really like catch yeah. the scope of how the artist portrays what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it, it, I know what I, you mean. it was interesting for me because I was like, well, you know, I, I've I watched the boys because we're going to talk about that and talking about adaptations and things like that and talking about lower decks with Oz yesterday uh, yeah. and things like that, where it's like, you know, adaptations and remakes and, and homages and things like that. Like, it'd be interesting to see this one. But I kind of I. I I don't know. It feels like seeing it in motion might be even better. No, absolutely. It one hundred percent feels like a book that, like Al Ewing, has written a lot of comics. Uh, I don't. Al Ewing's not the kind of comic book writer. Like there are other comic book writers. You're like, oh, they're writing a comic for it to be adapted into a television show or a movie. Al Ewing's not that writer. Yeah, but this book feels as though it should be. A television show or a movie, but it should be done right. Like you gotta get the right director, the right scope, the right absolutely like, everything down to like the set design. Yeah, and, I like, agree one hundred. You gotta get it right. Like it'd be an undertaking to adapt this, and that's why I would want to see it happen. Um, but then I can also see myself being so so disappointed. Disappointed by it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Like I to live I need that disappointment. It's almost like yeah. where I'm at with hot sauce now. Like shit's not spicy for me anymore. I have to like put it <laughs> in my eye to really gauge if it's spicy or not. You know? Right. Uh, no, I hear you, man. I hear you. And it's like you know, you definitely need like the budget to back this up because yeah. this is definitely one of those books where it's just like you can't make this into something else and half step. Like each panel would be like an IMAX screen. Exactly, exactly. Oz, dare I ask, 
Did you get to read this book, Oz? No. Hear me out. I didn't read the book, but I did watch the first Guardians movie, so I feel like I have. Oh, you're you're a son of a bitch, Oz. And, like, you know, I yeah, you're I, lucky I'm not I'm not in control of Skype. I hang up on you right now. God damn you. Now you see why you didn't get the Starbucks deal. <laughs> um, the, I did get not a Guardians vibe, but I did get like, like the space misfits. When you think about the good load, it's like, was this something that he kind of pitched, or some element of this towards Marvel, and they either rejected it or he like he thought it while he was working on something a little more cosmic, and it's like, no, I'm gonna keep this for me. Like that, if I interviewed Al Ewing. That would be one of my questions. So, Larry, make that note because I'm going to forget. Uh, who am I kidding? I never forget. Uh, you don't forget, but, but I'll still make the note. Yeah. But, yeah, when we do see him eventually in, in Comic-Con 2027, um, <laughs> or, um, I, I'm going to ask him. You know what? I'll ask him on Twitter. I know I always say that, and I don't, but I will this time. Yay. Hit like and subscribe for the answer. Um. But yeah, it definitely like you, when you bring something like Guardians movie and it's like where the argue, our Guardians movie failed, I think they it will work well for adapting this. I, I will say this, Oz. I feel like if you read this book, you would have liked it. But I don't know. He, he, he loves You've seen a lot of things about me that are wrong. But you love the Expanse. Um... Expanse, the TV show? Yeah. Never seen it. Uh, and who Listen, and I would just like to go on the record as I don't assume a lot of things about Oz that are wrong. I feel like I, I assume very little about Oz, and the things that I do actually uh, assume, I'm right about. Right, but then I have to change that habit to make you wrong. That's fair. I mean, listen. I, you have to change it. The, the, the depths of your pettiness are like they they're they're beyond all of our mortal kin. I know that. I'm not saying that you won't change your life for the explicit purpose for me not to be correct. What I will say is when I made the assumption I was correct at the time. So if you want to change your life for that, that's fair. I don't know. I mean I'm not here to tell you how to live. I'm just here to tell you like what I know. The end. <laughs> So, Jay, well, here's the thing that I was really curious about, because I, you know, and I, and, you know, you may have foreshadowed this a little bit, but I read this book specifically thinking, like, what would Jay think about the art in this book? Tell, tell us what you think about the art. Um, I like it. Like, it's You're a little low, Jay. Lean in. Uh, yeah, I like it. It's good like i don't know it starts i feel like the first uh, panel or first page or two starts off a little extra cartoony and then they tone it down cartoony yeah yeah, yeah i think i think it's the kid right they make it's, the kid look extra try to make him look extra kiddish right and i kind of wish it had that feel all the way through Mm, got you. I, That's interesting. I actually do like how it ends up looking. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
I think one of the things I really enjoy, and I say this not in like a joyous type of way, but it was really uncomfortable uh, when they were cutting up the god, like the crew were following, they're cutting up the lip. And so it's like exposing the teeth and the. Yeah. And yeah, it was a little disturbing. But you like that. Yeah, like in a good way. Right. So, yeah. When it looked like. Got me thinking. And they're all bad thoughts, but. (laughs) Like, it's like, man, like, I kind of wish. And I know they're not going to go there. But I'm wondering about these, like, the anatomy of these gods. <laughs> Fair, Jay. Listen, and you're right. Hopefully they won't go there, but I understand what you're saying. And I'm not mad at you 100% because realistically speaking, like when we're talking about like, like this, this isn't poaching only because it's, it's sanctioned, but when you're talking about like the practice of cutting up and 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 like selling the parts off of something that was alive certain parts of the anatomy are usually a a premium right. and they don't they don't mention that in this first issue but it would not surprise me if it does come up another Pew to not watch Mulan. Pew. Wait, what? Huh? what? They, what? Off, they eat the pangolins and stuff and the rhino, rhino horn and all that. In the movie? I'm sure they do. It's mystical. Oh. So they cure AIDS with the rhinoceros horn. <laughs> and I know it's like it looks like this one god they're cutting up as a female. But because of the suit she's wearing, it's just—it's interesting. It got me thinking. <laughs> and that's oh. why Joe didn't get the Starbucks. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man! Listen, oh, it's rough out here. <laughs> so, so listen. Let's not draw this out too much. Let's go ahead and just let's put it out here. Like Oz, obviously you didn't get to read it, but you should. I think it, hit the link, and I think you might find it interesting, Oz. But if you don't have the time, man, you don't have the time. But Moses, um, do you have any final thoughts on we only find them when they're dead? Uh, the copy I got wasn't the best cover. Apparently, there's better covers. Oh, I don't. I don't even know anything about that. How many? Yeah. Do you know how many different covers there are? Um, I do not. Um, oh, okay, that's fair. I, I, I had. I might have had. Yeah, I think I have the list. No, I can. I can find it. Um, you go ahead. But but tell me what what were your thoughts on the cover you did get? It was the Boom Studios exclusive cover. It's just the standard, and it's just basically the expanse of space with a ship in the middle, and just big bold letters. Just says we only find them when when they're dead. And uh, 
I don't know what's going to happen in this. And then that, that helped. If I would have seen from uh, the list in the back of the book, it says here, um, there is a, uh, where is this? There's like a dead God wraparound cover or some shit. Uh, right in the back? Something like that. It says, uh, uh, man, I'm not finding it now. I had a list, but yeah. The, the, I want to see the other covers. That's really like I, I want to see where where people go when they commission. Oh, here's my book. Draw a cover for it. I want to see where people go. Yeah, right. You got the butchering. You got the expansive space. The just crazy architecture with the ships. Um, the character, interesting character designs, and then the interesting god designs. Right. Right. Um. Yeah, it's. It, I want to see it. Yeah, that's fair. And you know, I'm I'm actually just looking now, and yeah, I do see that there are definitely a few different covers. So, yeah, I did I did not know that myself. I just you know, I, it didn't occur to me to look for variant covers. But yeah, it makes sense. It's like it's a number one issue. Num number yeah. ones usually have a few different people coming in. You know, people. Ask their friends to come in on the art chores. So. Yeah, the, the one that, and I'm looking at the list now. Um, it's right in the, I'm looking at it, because there's a list at the back of the book that says uh, the convention and store variants. Like, the, oh, okay. And then on the on the front cover, there's actually, um, there's one called the Dead God variant, which is a Tony Infante cover. And I yeah. didn't look it up, so I'm going to do it now and see. You get my reaction video here. Tony Infante. Dead God. <laughs> what, come, what comes out? Ah. <laughs> oh, my God. Show it to us, Mo. Show it to us. Oh, share the that, screen, Mo. Share the screen. That's the thumbnail. Let's see if you can get its glory in here, because I'm not savvy. Well, that's a good-looking cover, though. Yeah. It is amazing. It makes Galactus look like he sucks Paul's. I'm trying to see if I can get another version of it coming yeah. real quick. Uh, uh, apparently, Tony Infante has some amazing art. Well, I mean, yeah. He's followed by Matteo Scalera. Here's oh, one yeah? from his Twitter. Let's see. You can see that. It's very anime-influenced. Think uh, Bayonetta mixed with Joe Mad. Yeah. Bayonetta mixed with Joe Mad. That's nice. It's the only thing that comes to my head right now, <laughs> real quick. But, um, yeah, I... I as far as uh, that, I do. Yeah, you can see that. My um, it's not I, great, the greatest picture, but that yeah, one. yeah, it still looks good. And the thing is, you there's no screen big enough for you to really appreciate the art that's inspired by this book. Like, <laughs> like I, I can only imagine like the if I, I can equate it. I'll get to that later, but I can equate it to like seeing an album cover on a vinyl as opposed to a CD. 
mm-hmm. or a trading card. You know, the art just looks more striking, bigger. And for some comics, that's the case. Mm-hmm. This is one of them <laughs> that really. Yeah. Happened. Now, now from now on, I'm gonna read comics and be like, okay, would this be better, bigger? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right there yeah. it is. Well, look, that's like what what we used to talk about back in the day with um, what's my man's name? Alex Ross. No, no, I mean Alex Ross. Yes, that's true too. But no, we were to Brian Hitch with widescreen comics, mm-hmm. talking about when he used to do Authority back in the day. Right. It's like it felt like it was supposed to be on IMAX. And so, you know, yeah, I hear you. Jay, you have any final thoughts on this book before we give our ratings? Um, uh, no, Noah's okay. If if you if you said everything you have to say, that's okay too. Like, I will say this is like the same guy that did something's killing the children. Mm. So that, you know, that's just a nice thought. <laughs> what what's killing the children, Jay? I don't know. I haven't read it yet. Like it's in my wish list. Got it. The new issue that came out this week, like today. Oh really? Yeah, I saw it and I almost picked it up, but I was like, I think it was like I don't, I don't remember what issue was that. I feel like it was like ten or nine. And I was like, I don't know what's killing the children, but I should probably start at the beginning. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So Jay, off the top, what would you give? We only find them when they're dead. Number one, what what rating would you give it out of five? I think four. Like I like the art, and I like them cutting up people, and like the little tag at the end, the little hook. But the end has got me interested. Got it. Got it. Moses Magnum, what would you give? We only find them when they're dead. Um, I would give it a four out of five. The only thing that keeps it from being a five is that there's only one issue. Right. I, I need to see the whole thing, and then I'm going right. to hate it, and then I'm not going to finish it on purpose. <laughs> exactly. Oh, did you freeze, Mo? Damn it. Moses froze. Right. He'll be back. I'm going to give it a four as well, and for the same reason that Moses said. It's only one issue. It's spectacular. I love it a lot. It, you know, it doesn't give me enough to be like, oh, it's solid a five, just because it's like, I got to see where it goes, but it's literally just because I don't have enough information to give it a five. I I enjoy everything about this book. I've read enough comics in my time where it's like, it could be a five book, but I can't know until I read like issue two or three, just because some books are fantastic in their first issue. And then issue two and three are slogs. And it's just like, it's not worth it. But so far, issue one has me intrigued. I am going to definitely buy issue two. It is good stuff. You, I, I can't recommend messing around and getting issue one of We Only Find Them When They're Dead. You should mess with it. It's a good book. So there we go. Moses, are you back? Mo? 
Mo, are you there? No, Mo? No? God damn it, Mo. I'm sorry. Hold on. Oh, okay, good. Thank God. <laughs> what happened? What, what, what did you say? I was just making sure you're still there. And yeah. Does that mean that Oz is Oz gone or is Oz yeah, he, here? He, he should still be there. Oz, you here? Unless he hung up. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, good, good. Awesome. I All think right. it's I think it's time for me for a new for with it's time for a new computer. <laughs> That's more than fair. It's more than fair. Um so gents, let's get into the boys, season two. Actually, before that, can I do a quick heavy metal minute if we have time? Um, sure. I, I didn't get to do it last week because we had our, our big fan admirer wouldn't let us move forward. <laughs> Link here to hear all that. Um, but yeah, let me do it. It's ready to go. Just give me two seconds. You have two seconds, Mo. <laughs> So the uh, paparazzi's on some bullshit. The paparazzi took a picture of Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne's out and about. You know, he finally leaves the house because Kerwin is not as dangerous. He was without a mask. I guess that's how they could recognize him. They did. Paparazzi's trying to say that Ozzy is unrecognizable without black hair. He's showing all his great, you know. Ozzy does have a look. He's got those round 60s glasses, the black hair, dressed all in black, you know, the goth uh, man of the shadows type look. But <clears throat> I saw the picture. It looked like Ozzy. If he was wearing a mask, I could see that they, <laughs> they could have recognized him. But I, I could recognize him. It, it, you know, it sucks with uh, with musicians. You, you feel you got to look young and, and hip and stuff. And, and Ozzy, Ozzy actually looks great with uh, he looks great with fucking gray hair. I'm not gonna lie, like his grays is like a good salt and pepper, but it's still long. He's not one of those dudes that cut his hair. He cut his hair when he went solo for a little bit, but it still was like long and messy, not you know, not clean cut. You know, he didn't do like a pompadour like Metallica did when they they they, uh, they cut off their hair, but. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's so dumb. <laughs> uh, amid this COVID-19 uh, world where bands can't play live, Lamb of God has said they want to go out and, uh, well, Randy Blythe, not Lamb of God. He's speaking for himself. But he would like Lamb of God to play with some pop bands. Like, you know, just do concerts that encompass all genres instead of just metal shows or just pop shows or just rock shows. Which, to a degree, might be a good idea, especially to get the ball rolling, get everybody going out for the same thing, kind of even the, the earning power for different genres, uh, especially now when not that many people might even show up. I mean, you do the drive-through shows of VMAs just happened this past weekend. It was a drive-through event, or it looked like it at least. I didn't watch that shit, so I saw some shit online, and there was cars there. So I don't know if that was by design or, or part of the, the, the list they were going for, but... Yeah, so, yeah, Randy Blythe said that, and that's kind of, I, I think, might be a good idea. Randy Blythe is one of the progressive dudes that looks at the music industry as a whole, not just the metal industry and things like that. Um, so he might be on to something. I don't know. Do you think he might be on to something? Let me know. Fraction of forever at gmail.com, or just hit me up in the comment section. 
uh, fraction of forever on YouTube. Um, but yeah, and uh, a little bonus note for you guys. Uh, <laughs> you guys got to hear the mashup for uh, Wet Ass Pussy. Uh, it's a mashup with Lamb of God's Redneck. And uh, talk about doing a, <laughs> a fucking a, a show with multi genres. I want to see that duet in real life. Like, uh, you know, there's a mashup on YouTube and it's Wet Ass Pussy with uh, Cardi B and I believe Megan Thee Stallion. And uh, they're rapping over a karaoke version of Lamb of God's Redneck. And uh, I, I can't get that. I heard that shit like 75 times. I can't get that shit out of my head, which is funny because Redneck is one of my least favorite uh, Lamb of God songs. I actually, when I first heard Lamb of God, I saw the video for Redneck and I was like, oh my God, this isn't that great. Like, I don't know. It just it, it rubbed me the wrong way. I had my personal reasons. I, I've probably talked about this before on Heavy Metal Minute War Fraction or Forever, but the Lamb of God is actually one of the, these bands that, that I really like now. And uh, hearing that, it's like that mashup was kind of funny. Uh, when I actually heard uh, "Wet Ass Pussy" for the first time, I, I'm not gonna lie, I got, I got a little hard. <laughs> like it, it's a good, it's a good song. I, I can imagine sitting, uh, putting some tears in my beer at the strip club, and that song comes up, and I just feel good. You know, it'd be a good one for for the girls to do a two for one special. You know what I mean? But. We don't do that no more. It's COVID nineteen time, so the best thing we could do is get do a duet. Do a uh, I want to hear Randy Blythe's vocals backing Cardi B's on Red Ass Pussy. Anyway, I'm Moses Magnum. This has been a Heavy Metal Minute. Go ahead and subscribe to Fraction of Forever for more heavy metal talk when it happens. The strip clubs are open out here. Yeah, but you're lucky. Am I really? Yeah, there's, there is still a quality issue, but. Hold on. Yeah, and we lose everybody else. Uh, I can't hear him for some reason. Mayor, you're muted. Damn it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm talking and I oh. didn't. I apologize. Man, my bad. That's my fault. I was like, I, basically, what I said was uh, Midwest Midwestern strip clubs are definitely not the lick. I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and because of the heavy metal minute, I already got, I already got whap neck uh, queued up. I'm ready to hear that joint as soon as the show's over. I'm like, oh, damn. I didn't even know that was a thing. What? It, Let's it's go. so crazy. With a lot of these uh, mashups, you, like they did a Slayer, Earth, Wind, and Fire one that's pretty good, except that they have to slow down Slayer so that Earth, Wind, and Fire yeah. fits. And it's right. Like, it you don't want to do that. But with right. Red Ass Pussy and Redneck, it's seamless. Like I literally can hear, you can, you don't even have to move, uh, remove uh, Randy Blythe's vocals. Like, he could just change the lyrics and they can go, they're congruent. Yeah. Or congruent me. Is it, yeah. <laughs> is it a whap neck or red whap? No, wet whap neck. Yeah, whap neck. They did it in a hurry.
Yeah. Anyway, so good job as always with the heavy metal minute, Moses. And if you all haven't went ahead and and messed with Fraction of Forever yet, you should do that. Definitely make sure that you go and 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 check out Fraction of Forever because it's awesome. So, okay, let's do this. The Boys season two came out uh, recently. Uh, they they have. A bit of a different convention when it comes to releasing episodes, uh, and we should talk about that as well. But I'm, I'm, I can't say I'm mad at it. It's like, I, it, it, but I do feel it's worth a conversation, or worth having a conversation about as well. However, episodes one through three of the boys did come out. Uh, Mo, uh, no, no, Oz, did you watch the boys? I watched it, and I haven't been able to drink milk since. There it is. There it is. Tell us what you think of The Boys, episode one through three, Oz. Uh, I like it. I At first, it bugged me that it didn't pick up exactly where season one left off, because I really wanted to see what was going on there. But apparently, yeah. that from that point until uh, Billy Butcher returns, they're gonna do like a like a little movie for that, so that's something else to look forward to. Like who the told you that? how we got from point A to point B. Who and told you that? Oh, that's uh, like I get news reports. You could have done but it. In it's news. not. It, it's not gonna be like a, a movie theater movie. It's just no, like, no, it's not a movie, movie theater movie. Yeah. Are you talking about future episodes, or are you talking oh. about like something outside of? The season of the boys. It's a one shot. Something else. Yeah, like a one shot. Yeah, exactly. Like the Michonne one shot. Really? And Megan lives. <laughs> Got it. Okay. I did not know that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, we saw a little bit of what happened in in these first few episodes, but it is very little. I didn't realize they were gonna like go delve deeper into like what happened in something separate or or apart from this season of the show. Right. Like I want to know where he got the tracksuit. <laughs> Listen, why why Oz are you so like focused, like laser focused on very particular items that are happening in these superhero worlds? Like why is it that you're like why is he wearing that tracksuit? Weird. It, it, huh? I've already seen a season of Billy Butcher wearing like either Hawaiian shirts or or Neo gear, like he's fucking mm-hmm. in the Matrix, and all of a sudden he's wearing like some some velvety tracksuit. That doesn't get your attention. I mean, if if you're asking, did I realize that he was in a tracksuit? Then yes, that did happen. I I did recognize the fact that he was in a tracksuit. Now, if you're saying did I feel the need to know exactly how he came across that tracksuit? No. I mean, he only had a change of clothes, so I don't care. Like, I, I personally feel like, yeah, at some point he will want to change his clothes, and I don't need to know where that change of clothes came from, but apparently other people feel different, enough so where they're like, well, we should make supplementary material. It would be... Imagine... If you watch Pulp Fiction 
And then you saw Jules and Vince in the volleyball outfit, which is how the movie started. And you're like, how, why are they wearing that? Like, and then you see how they got it. Like, imagine they didn't show you how they got those volleyball outfits. And then you get a little mini movie on how they got it. Yeah, yeah. I, I understand what you're saying. And, and I guess my thought was at some point during the season, they'll tell me that. But I guess that assumption was wrong because I, I can't wait. I, or I can't look for that in the season. I have to wait for the supplementary material, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I'm well, it's, a, it's a standalone that they're just calling Butcher. If they never tell me where that tracksuit came from, I think I'd be okay. I can it's accept not, the fact that... really where the tracksuit came from, but why did he feel the need to wear a tracksuit? The, well, the situations that are around him having to change his outfit. No, I mean, the, like, the we, know it's not a we know it's the not a situ- Yeah. The situation is he only had one pair of tra- clothes. He didn't have any clothes. That's the thing. He just got taken out of, of an exploding building at the end of season one. Spoiler alert. This is the point I'm making. Clothes. So he could have taken any clothes. What I'm saying is, if I only had one sh- pair of clothes, and I had, you know, it was like dirty because I'd worn it all day, and someone offered me another set of clothes, I would change, and I wouldn't be like, "Who, oh, who, who was helping him? Who was who was helping a known terrorist murderer at that time?" Because we saw that if. As soon as he wakes up, he's already on his pictures already in the news. I guess ex, his ex-wife. No, I guess what Larry Larry just assumes is like Reverend Run that gave him that tracksuit. No, it's not Reverend Run. It's just like or a mobster. Like it, it doesn't matter. Is what I'm saying. It's like he just needed to change clothes. So why would he be picky? Why would he need to change clothes? You think Billy Butcher look? Does he look like the kind of guy that needs to be clean hundred percent of the time? Not a hundred percent, but enough. Like if he's going to have a conversation with his wife that he thought was dead, then yeah, he doesn't know where she is. You huh? saw in the movie that he he wakes up, he realizes she's alive, then he's out again, and next time he wakes up. He has to try to remember everything he saw because he needs to find her. He has no idea where she is. He didn't have a conversation. And he, and he didn't get any clothes by the time he was already away from where his wife is. Wait, we well, don't know that. Miles away, a totally different city with, with the same clothes he was already wearing when he woke up next to his wife. He doesn't know where she is. That's the whole point of these three uh, episodes. Okay. Is him trying to get back to her, trying to remember where, trying to figure out where she is. That's what the CIA agent is. That was the deal. Was she yeah, able to okay. find her right for him? But then I guess what I'm saying is the clothes that he's wearing isn't the important part, it doesn't feel like. That, well, not to you. <laughs> you just make up these things in your head. Like, wow, well, my wife probably gave it to him, ignoring every other fact around that, that would imply that it's impossible for her to give him a change of clothes. Got it. Okay. No, you're right. You're right. Like, it's with 
also the way he came well, the in. The way you make up in your head is is what happened, and that that's it. That's all. That's all you need. The way he came in was like he's like smiley, bright eyed, bushy tailed, and it, it it really changed the tone of the first episode. Like I enjoyed the first episode, but I'm like, man, this motherfucker makes the show when I saw him for those last five minutes because he's like, daddy's old. You know, well, and, he doesn't. Does he come in in the end of episode one, or is it episode two? Episode one. Oh, I I, I don't remember. Orton in his in his like incredible acting chin. Yeah, it, he just like he just <laughs> he looks at Huey and he's just like, they, you know, the Frenchie's like, hey, we need a real captain, and he's like, yeah, that's right, Daddy's cold. And it's like, <laughs> fuck, this guy. How could they? Like, how did I enjoy this show with him not in it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For for that like forty five minutes, right? And, and you know, I knew he wasn't in it, and you know, it's part of the story. But you know, it's a credit to all the other actors because I still enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy it less that he wasn't in it. But when he got in it, it's like okay, the gang's back together. The boys, right? Are back to town. Right. Yeah. Jay, what did you think, buddy? How, how, what was your thoughts on the boys? Uh, the beginning of season two. Um, there's a song they played in the first. Episode that uh, you sound a little low, Che. I'm sorry. Sorry, there was a song they played in the first episode that was really distracting to me. Like, I it was too catchy and it was like distracting me. <laughs> what song was it? I, I don't know the name of the song. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not the, the, the Rolling Stones one, right? I don't know who does the song. Is it at the beginning, the middle, or the end? The beginning. Oh, yeah. Sympathy for the Devil by the Rolling Stones. It's not that catchy, apparently. You didn't. Be, you weren't like, I got to know who, who sings that. Well, now he's like, please allow me to introduce myself. One yeah. man in the world of fame. Like, he's got that while he's sleeping now. No, that, that's not it. Oh, that's not at the Because that's the song at the beginning. You're not a I'm terrible. Well, well, Jay, what goddamn song is it, Jay? Uh, I'll, listen. I'll watch the, the episode again. and I'll yeah, You're right, Larry. It's not that catchy. I mean, I wish I wish he put so much effort into trying to find out what the tracksuit was as he does. The- <laughs> okay, let's get all passionate all of a sudden. Uh, I'm sorry, Jay. What, what? Go ahead. Continue. It starts off kind of slow, so the catchy song just kept coming back in my head and <laughs> distracting. And I also thought there was a huge, huge missed opportunity uh, to make a Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy reference. Jay, and listen, really, Jay. A huge missed opportunity to make a Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy reference? Yeah. Like, I think that would have improved the episode. How, like, how know? big could the opportunity be to, to make a Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy reference? Like, it was huge. <laughs> huge! It's, it's in the beginning, and it's when. I don't remember anyone's name. I'm sorry. But the dude is all pissed off at Huey because Huey's all gung-ho about, like, getting back into the swing of things. And then the dude tells him, like, 
you're not a soldier, you're not a spy. Like if you're just if you said like you're not even a tailor, like <laughs> that would have been amazing. But what about the tinker? We don't need all of it. Oh, oh no, no, no. I definitely agree that I disagree. We need all of it or else it's not even a reference. Well, he did kind of, I mean, he mentioned that he sells, like, electronics. That's something that a girl would do. No. Was it the song tr Never Truly Vanish? That <laughs> Starlight song? Was that the catchy one? <laughs> Moses. Was it Never Truly Vanish? The one that the hero sang, the girl hero, Starlight. No, no, no. That was, I, I, I flashed forward. Yeah. Listen, Jay, Jay, I'm telling you right now, if next week you don't come back with the, the title and the artist of this song, you're going to be in trouble. Like, you're going to get hate mail. So, so, so make sure you watch this joint again. Was it Medicine's Double Audition? How does that go? I have I never heard that song in my life, and it hey, wasn't no. heavy enough. You gotta <laughs> sing now, Mo. You gotta sing I, now. I, I don't know that Honestly, song. He said he, he said he doesn't know the name, so you could yeah. be, you could just rattle off a list, and he's still gonna say I don't know. Yeah, but it's funny if I rattle off the list. Us. You gotta you gotta sing it, Mo. I don't know that one. I honestly, if it was in there, I don't know the, if it's even that catchy to me because I don't remember it. All I remember I'm, I'm, was the sympathy for the devil at the beginning and. Billy Joel's pressure at the end, and it's like, but you know, I'm so no, Joe knows pressure, right? Jay, you know that song, right? He doesn't know who Billy Joel is. Jay knows who Billy Joel is. Yeah, he does. Now, don't get me wrong. I will. I will admit this. What like they showed the video, and I didn't recognize that person as Billy Joel immediately. Yeah, because that's Billy Joel from back then. Back then, yeah. And I didn't recognize that as Billy Joel immediately. Keep I know the song. Billy Joel's like that great a pianist, and he was a boxer too. Like, I don't know anything about that. It's like if I, I believe you. If I was gonna be a pianist, like I would Most take my hands. Like <laughs> he's like, it doesn't matter if they break. Yeah. I'm that good. Yeah. So I'm just gonna say this real quick, Jay. You need to know the name and the artist of this song next week. It'll okay. be thing next week, and and then and then Moses, you have to know the song that you just named. You got to be able to sing that next week. I'm not a singer. No, no, it don't matter. You you put yourself in this. Uh, you put right. yourself, like right. you got. Oh oh oh! oh you, you you could you could have the link available and share the link so we can hear it. That's fine. But one or the other, like you got to be able to produce this song next week that you were talking about. If I sing it, I'll have to change my microphone. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, this one's not good for singing. Cause you, you two with these music, with this music, like y'all, uh, yeah, you messed it up. So anyway, anyway, okay. So let 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 let's get like to the meat and potatoes of things. Like Mo, what did you think of of? The boys, the first three episodes, because the way they're doing it, if I'm not mistaken, I think they they released the first three episodes, and I think an episode is coming out each week, every Friday until like mid October. I think that's right. Yeah, something like that. So, 
So what did you think of the first three episodes of The Boys, Mo? I think that's how they did it the first season, too. So, oh, was it really? Yeah. No, I don't remember that. So I thought I, I, I came late. I did I did feel it was weird that they're doing that it's not bingeable. Right. But I think with the boys they did that. I think they did it with Miss Marvelous Miss Maisel too. And mm. the boys, I mean the boys was a success. I mean, don't let the Emmys fool you. But yeah, yeah, no, the boys the boys was a success for 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 critically and you know, don't don't ask me if it's cool like the comic because I didn't read that shit as soon as I heard it was being optioned by somebody. So um but I you know, they use it to promote when they give free Amazon Prime for like Metro PCS or whatever cell phone mm-hmm. service, like they use the boys to promote it like on the commercials. So it, it's it's definitely a success for them. So I would see why, especially in this time where people are being at home, like, you know, we'll give you something to watch. You don't have to take away from everything else you watch. Here's watch one episode and stick around if you like see other things i did catch myself seeing what else they had that i haven't watched that i might be interested in some of the stuff on amazon prime right exactly Mm -hmm. so it it might in this case it's a good strategy usually i prefer just a bingeable um but i'm okay with the weekly thing too i just you know luckily my apple tv puts everything on one thing so i can just watch what i need to watch next (laughs) so it's fine for me it's all one thing but um it, it, we, I, I do believe that the first season was you watch one here and then the next one. I think the tick was bingeable, but it might be just because I lacked lagged on on watching it. Got it. So if you had to rate it, Mo, what would you rate the boys' season, <laughs> the beginning of season two? The I hate time jumps. If you listen to Fantastic Four at any given, you time, are not a fan. You're right. I like time jumps, and that kind of threw me off at the beginning. I actually watched the, the first episode twice instead of keep watching it because I'm like, you know what? I got to see the real quality of this in spite of the, the time jump. And it, like you said, they kind of showed you a little bit of where he was. But now that they told me there's going to be a separate movie on Amazon Prime, I'm in. Like, I'm, I'm okay with this time jump. Got it. Got it. Oz. Uh, oh, five out of five. Sorry. Oh, oh five yeah. out of five. Five exploding heads out of five. Or five. Hot, five hot breast milks out of five. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oz, what did you think of the boys season two? Give us like some final thoughts and then rate it for us. The the funeral for Translucent was one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> a dude not invisible. So it just—I don't know. I was like laughing the whole time that thing's going on. I want a one shot with the deep. <laughs> what that character is going through—it's like the dude is trying, but he's just not good. <laughs> and for, I don't, for some reason, he fascinates me. I want to see—I want to see the deep in his own at least a one shot, like Butcher. I so. Go ahead. So the the fact that it can make me like it, it can do something completely stupid mm-hmm. that I can enjoy and make me want more with the characters mm-hmm. says a lot about the the quality and, and the writing of of these shows. Mm-hmm. So I five out of five. There it is. There it is. Uh, what were you gonna say, Mo? 
that the deep like like how he said uh, it's very intriguing i do like that uh deconstructionism of a character like an aquaman you know right. like when right. he gets drunk and goes to the um to the water park and tells the kids you think water's supposed to be fun <laughs> Yeah, and you know, even when uh, you know Jeff Johns tried to do it in New Fifty Two, where Aquaman was watching somebody tuna fish sandwiches, you know, yeah, and it didn't quite hit the mark that this does. I don't know what the comic does, and I'm happy to not know it because if this is something they changed for the show, I'm happy to enjoy it without having to feel like it's not like the comic. Gotcha. The deep doesn't do anything in the comics. Oh, Uh, quick fun fact is. Let's see. I gotta say this without spoiling. After yeah, during the mushroom incident, uh, Pat Oswald shows up. That's as much as I can say without spoiling something. Yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed. You spoiled it because I didn't know Pat Oswald showed up. No, you you didn't realize that was Pat Oswald. In what? In oh. That, that no. You watched all the episodes, right? I only watched the first one. I told you I watched it once. Oh no! Then to really no, like, no, no. Then just keep watching. Just keep watching. Now I think my experience has been ruined. No, it hasn't. It hasn't. Trust me, you're gonna be like, wait, when when he shows up, you're gonna be like, whoa, you're gonna be, you're gonna love it. Jay, it, what are your thoughts on what are your thoughts on the boys season or the first part of season two? And what would you rate it? Well, first off, the song was pressure. It was pressure. Yeah. God damn you, Joe. I guess I just don't know that song. Why are you always making me look crazy, Joe? Stop this. I'm sorry. I'm not a big, as big a Billy Joel fan as Joe. It's not me. It's the world, Joe. It's the world. Pressure. <laughs> Under. Under pressure, Joe. No, but that's not that's that's not the song, Joe. Your your volume just got lower and lower till you can't hear. It did. Yeah. No, that's a different. That's David Bowie and Freddie Mercury. That's a different song, Larry. Oh, I'm tripping. Yeah. Uh, Larry's I'm the pressure. one that doesn't know. Under pressure, yeah. Under pressure is the Vanilla Ice remake. You're <laughs> dumb. Please stop that. Oz. The progenitor. No, 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 no. Pressure, Billy Joel. It's a, a different song. I'm sorry. I apologize. Right. But still, you should know that too. Uh, yeah, I don't. That's, I mean, it, it, well, he has the asshole anthem for boomers. Like, we didn't start the fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Billy Joel myself, but, you know, it, it, I can see other people like, because it's not even like rock, like from the 70s. It's like, you know, Mid-Atlantic, North Atlantic rock for wasps, you know? Just as wasp was anybody. He calls them the blacks. What do you say? I don't know what wasp means. White, Anglo-Saxon, Protestant. Oh, yeah, I'm not a Protestant. (laughs) That's where he takes the exception. I'm no Protestant. That's why I, I wish Mike worked. <laughs> Joe, Joe, you're definitely a Protestant. No, what? Aren't they the... No, I'm thinking of Lutherans. They're not Lutherans. Right, exactly. L- Lutherans are Protestants, too. Yeah. But but you're, like, anybody that's not Catholic is a Protestant. Yeah. I'm not 
read all those fucking rules. It's like 104, right? 99. 99? Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. That's not true. I don't know. That's, that's too much. Yeah, you got a girl over there or something? Who, me? No. No, 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 no. no. I'm sorry. It's, it's Ray, Raymond, Raymond's talking. He's telling me that 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 everybody does. There are people that aren't Catholic that aren't Protestants, but yeah, I don't know Muslims. No, no, we're not. We're not. We're talking about in the realm of Christianity. Oh, um, no, yeah. Obviously, yeah. Buddhists are Protestants, yeah. but they're not even Christian. I mean, you got, you see. they don't. They don't. They don't factor into the conversation. I, that's fucked up, Larry. That's why China's getting away with what they're doing with the Muslims. No, nobody is. T- nobody refers to Protestants in relation to Asian religions. See, see, see. What does that even mean? Never mind. Joe, please rate this before we d- we're done. Huh? So maybe I am a Protestant. You are, Jay. I already told you that. <laughs> What do you feel about the boys is what I'm asking you. I'm not even asking. I'm not trying to find out if you're a Protestant or not. I'm trying to find out what do you rate the boys is what I'm trying to find out, Jay. Do that. Uh, four. <laughs> Thank you. Four, four one out of five, Jay. Four. Uh, so I guess four psycho bitches. <laughs> There's so many psycho bitches to choose from, but I'll give it to you. One in the boys. Huh? Only one in the boys. Only one psycho bitch. Is that true? Yeah. There's only one? Yeah. And you. It's season, it's season two. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, I, I've only seen episode one. I don't even oh. for a psycho bitch in season one. Okay, that's fair. How forefront in later episodes. Hey, don't don't worry about it. You should just watch it. Kimiko is not psycho. She's got a plan. No, listen. Listen. Just let Mo watch it and we'll go ahead. Like, yeah, she's a psycho bitch. Oz, I asked you what you thought, right? Uh he left. He had to go to work. Oh, okay. But I did ask Oz, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Well, so yeah. I like it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> So listen, I thought it was great. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I give it four and a half out of five. The only reason I give it a half is just because I want to see where the rest of the season goes. Um, it, it's more precautionary than anything else, but the first season was spectacular. This season's looking like it's shaping up to be the exact same way, but you never know. There could be a misstep. So, you know, that's, like I said, it's just precautionary. I'm sure by the, the time the season ends, I'll probably give it a five out of five because the boys is awesome. So, you know, yeah, good time. And one thing I wanted to ask you that I didn't ask you yet, but how was how were you with like all the gore? Uh, most of it I was okay with. Uh, I'm trying to think. I feel like there was a moment where I was kind of a little taken aback, where I was like, "Ooh," but I can't remember what it is right now. I'm gonna have to go back and look. Did you pee yourself when you saw the recap? Of the last season, and you saw her eye holes. No, no, I, I like that. Like honestly, it's like one of those things where, like, that scene is like tense. 
but it's not gory. It's just like, oh man, this guy is crazy. Which it, it's so funny because uh, a meme I saw over like the course of like the last like week, weekend three Superman, and I was like, how America actually is, and it was a picture of Homelander. Oh wow! And I was just like, damn, like. It's messed up, but I can't say it's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Where I'm like, yeah. it's, it's a little too spot on. <laughs> but yeah, man. So, you a know. Super, a Superman with a with a tan and, and blonde hair. Like, Dude, listen, you haven't even seen the rest of these episodes, man. You need to watch these next two episodes. And who knows? Like, we might be talking about the boys next week. I thought you would have watched all three episodes, yeah. but... Yeah, wait till you watch these next two. One thing that I I did think that was great in episode one was Giancarlo Esposito, like his yeah. little standoff with Homelander. Like this dude yeah. had no powers, that yeah. <laughs> yeah. and he could just look him in the eye and tell him to go fuck himself. Right. There's only and, one actor that can pull that off, and it's Giancarlo yeah. Esposito. You're right. Yeah. You're right, man. God bless him. He, he's a national treasure. <laughs> from Puerto Rico. <laughs> he can be he can be a national treasure from Puerto Rico. That's all good. Not in Trump's America. Oh well, hey, listen. We'll see about that. Okay, homeland in America. <laughs> right. You're right on that too. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Just remembering something that happened. Uh, uh, with the replacement. Like they have to replace uh, the deep, and so one of the candidates. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Leave it be, Jay. Let let Mo experience it, and for those that are watching that haven't seen it all yet, let them experience it for themselves. It's, yeah, it's an amazing scene. I know exactly what you're talking about, Jay. So yeah. Anyway, cool. So listen, it's about that time, folks. Like, time for us to get out of here. We're gonna do some final thoughts. And there it is. So uh, let's do it. One second. Mo was a countenance actually ending. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. not mad at him. I'm not mad I'm, at him. I'm, I'm, I'm also producing content while I'm producing content. Oh, jeez, you know? man. Listen, Mo, yeah. like, Mo needs a day off, man. I'm in a conversation. I'm in... I'm doing post production while I'm doing actual production, and uh, my computer is not working at my speed. He he's doing pre, post, and and current production all at once. Hold on, no podcast, no Kirby hand. Okay, wait. Kirby hand. Oh, there it is. Kirby hand. Hey, oh, you're done. Jay, give us some final thoughts, buddy. Oh, uh, talking Jay, to the mic, Jay. Pick up, pick up that mic, Joe. Take two. I'm not 100% sure that I get Fantasy Star on round two. Is that, is that it? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not really sure that I get it. Like, I don't think it's your fault. I play Penny Star Online too. It's like the disconnect between the story and the gameplay is really weird to me. 
Yeah, it's, it's not your fault, Jake. It's it's the game. It's still playing it though. I I believe that too. <laughs> Most Magnum. Final thoughts. Uh, I want to thank the good people at uh, Gimme Radio, the streaming service app that's actually more like radio for heavy metal. They sent me this beautiful vinyl of Chemist's new album, uh, the Doomed Heavy Metal. has a cover of Rainbow in the Dark, which is amazing. I'm going to be reviewing this on uh, Fraction of Forever later on this week. And it gave me some stickers. So, yeah, thank you, Gimme Radio. That's awesome, man. I love to hear that. For the entire Fantastic Forum, thank you all so much for hanging out with us. Uh, shout out to Oz. He had to go, but Oz, we appreciate you, buddy. Uh, make sure that you go ahead and hit us up on our social media. Make sure that you follow us on Instagram. Hit us up on YouTube. Um, you know, subscribe. Uh, friggin' like, subscribe videos. Friggin' hit the notifications, like all the notifications, so you make sure you get Every episode of Fantastic Forum, if you're not watching us live, we appreciate you. We thank you so much. This is Fantastic Forum. We'll be back next week. Until then, we are out.